all, and welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. I haven't watched a whole lot of wrestling. Um, and I came up with a clever thing to say earlier today, and I totally forgot it. I just know that pain, uh, life is life is pain, and art is dead. <laughs> yes, this is... This is probably this is a, this isn't I guess the first time I've intentionally tried to have something crappy on this show. That was the whole <laughs> point of the Undertaker versus Undertaker debacle. But I feel like this is a lower tier than that. Uh, Welcome everybody to Wrestlelicious. So I, I I've had this in my head ever since I determined our next modern day story arc. As a reminder of people who didn't watch the who didn't watch, it's been a few weeks since I brought it up on air. But our next arc, our next episode, will be the start of kind of reviewing uh, the NXT Women's Revolution, kind of uh, the modern uh, how uh, in the most modern of contexts, WWE Women's Wrestling has become like really good and respected. And I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if the episode before that we watched something really bad women. <laughs> And so that that brings us to here. I just I I wanna I wanna give some I wanna give some context here, um, for no I guess not context, but I, I the, the the signs are flashing on all sides for me. Um, I have a um younger cousin who's kind of like in my in my kind of immediate circle aside from Austin, the only other person I can talk to about wrestling. Um, he's actually going to be on the show in a, in a in a couple months. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Ooh. but. Um, I'll say you do want to do an episode about that spoilers for the, a couple months later. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. I thought we agreed on that anyway. Um, but regardless, um, uh, I told him about what I was being subjected to and he asked me what it was. And I said, I said, wrestlelicious. And he goes, Oh, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> so, so I, all the non noobs out there are aware I suppose that what I'm about to watch with with my dear friend Austin here is going to be the worst in the world. And I'm just here with some level of blindness, knowing that it's going to suck, but not knowing how it's going to suck. Yes. Uh, big props to I to, to in the in, in, in the non in the wrestling community. It's kind of garnered a reputation, especially because uh, wrestling with regret um, did a was one of the bigger YouTube channels on uh, pro wrestling. And they did a video on and, and uh, Brian Zane did a video on this on this. So like it's kind of there, like people kind of know about it. And it's kind of famous for just being God awful. <laughs> And I think that I could, I could probably, it, it's kind of like to kind of describe to David how bad this is going to, what the, how this is going to be bad huh. is that I don't know how familiar you are with glow. You, I've not watched it. I, I know I need to watch it now that I am in, uh, in fact a fan of pro wrestling TM and you have talked nonstop about how much you enjoy that show. Um, See, I was, so I was I just talking know, about I just Netflix's know it's Lady glow. I was talking about the glow glow, the actual glow. Oh, wait, that was a, it's an IRL thing. Yes, the Netflix show is is based off of the real life '80s women's wrestling oh, show Glow. I feel very uncultured now. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean you should definitely still watch the Netflix show. It's very good. 
Yes, sadly, absolutely. Sadly, got I, I will, I, a I, bad I, part in my opinion. Whatever. I, but... well, welcome, welcome, welcome to quality Netflix shows, dude. I, I will say, okay. I will say, for as much as you worry about like the the premise of this show wearing thin, as I continue to watch more stuff, it's moments like these that really set to remind us I still have a long way to go. Right. So glow. Uh, I feel like that's important to understand. Wrestleicious and how and what that and what it's going to look like is that glow was it's it was an eighties. It's kind of a cult classic among the wrestling community as is kind of being like a place where women's wrestling could be seen as respectable for for the eighties and like it, it's dated poorly in that. It's filled with a bunch of cheesy '80s one-dimensional characters, and the and the corn, and it's all and it's very corny, and you know the women's wrestling isn't that great as a lot of them were legitimately or like actor. They were like actors and models that they got that they got hired to the show and they trained to wrestle. But there is still a certain appeal to it. It's still like pretty decent show, and it's 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 nice and fun, and. So many bad women's wrestling feds since Glow have tried to be Glow. <laughs> and, you know, you could look at women's women, uh, women's wrestling unleashed or some women of wrestling. Yes, women of wrestling. That's it. That's something. That, wow. That fo- that follows a lot of that mold in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. uh, in the early to mid 2000s. Uh, and Wrestlelicious, this show aired in 2009. Okay. Oh, and it still feel and it still has this very it it feels like it's trying to do eighties glow. I will say off the first thing off the bat, that's not what I that's not at all was what I was expecting. Just from the name and from you just now talking about it about glow, I was thinking, oh, okay, so it'll be of the era. No, no, no. It just it just feels like it should be, but it's not. Trying to do glow and oh no. That's 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 bizarre too, because that's that's like Diva's era too, isn't it? Yes. Uh, this is 2009. Is is we're dead smack in the middle of the Diva's era. And, uh, and so so is this is this at all trying to not not to you know maybe accidentally take any like future talking points uh, prematurely? Um, is this trying to piggyback off any like Diva's like uh, um, quote unquote success at all? Too? Um. I don't think so. I don't know if I would say so. I, I will say, um, go ahead and preface this: is there's yeah. there's an appeal to sex on this show. Of course, there is. And you could argue that comes from deep from women's wrestling in WWE in 2009, or you could argue that's just how the wrestling industry looked at women in 2009. It's but not the, really the a WWE thing, thing. The interesting thing is, like, it seems to me. Up until like we we were in Divas era, and obviously there were some exceptions to this, especially with like l- women in the companies that weren't necessarily wrestlers, but were more like arm candy for the like dude wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's. It seems like rather surprisingly, there's been this element to women's wrestling for almost again, aside from like Divas era stuff, the entire history of wrestling that's kind of like sexless. They, it's not like this. Look at hot woman, be sexy. It's it's like just they're they're wrestlers, except they got boobs now. 
Ah, uh, we that's that, that, I think that kind of perception from you comes from the fact that we've never touched WWE circa mid to late Attitude Era to the r- ruthless aggression era. Okay, okay, I will say, I will say the the freaking the the ball gown uh fight or whatever that was getting teased at the very tail end of our our run with the the Attitude Era does defeat that a little bit. Yeah, and the thing is like. They're going to restart the women's division with Sable as as the centerpiece to that, and there's going to be a lot. And going forward, there's going to be a lot more appeals to sex. In okay, well that's wrestling. that makes sense because they're really they they're really weird about Sable. <laughs> like it's a it's, and it's such a confu- the, the the ruthless. If you look at the post at the late Attitude Era and post Attitude Era WWE is so confusing for women's wrestling in that like. On one hand, you have some of the best athletes that they've ever seen in the women's division at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're still doing like annual play bunny, playboy battle royals for women. And that's like their biggest role at WrestleMania <laughs> is like playboy. When did that matches. like kind of go up? Hmm? Like when did they start doing the playboy thing? That would have been... 2003 oh okay i think is around when they for the first match for that happened once once that once the wwe divas started getting doing playboy is when they started doing playboy matches so late so so then like late 90s to just just to make sure i'm wrapping my head around this correctly late 90s through like mid 2010s is when WWE specifically, but maybe American wrestling on a whole got really weird about women's wrestling. I would say that that is the time period when it's the, when like sex appeal was the ab was pushed the hardest on okay. women's wrestling. I would. Yes. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So, and so, um, back to wrestle as much as this has been a fun exercise in talking about women's wrestling history. Yes. Uh, so Wrestlelicious, uh, how did it come about? Literally, a guy won the lottery. So uh, it was created by uh, Justin Vargas. Uh, he won a thirty-five million dollar jackpot lottery in two thousand and eight, and this is what he spent that money on. Wait, you weren't kidding in the last episode when you said it was a dude who won the lottery? It, no, it actual literally won the lottery and decided to make glow bad glow but in 2009 yes what yes yes. he's a character on the show even jv rich did he have did was this just a rando did he have any connections to the industry up until this this it's just some dude just one dude won the lottery and was like you know what i'm gonna do (laughs) with this money he had to have at least been like a fan right yeah i I hope i would assume there's no way he got into it because he thought this would be a money-making proposition yeah, that's so bizarre. Anyway, he he done hooked up with um, uh, I forget. I believe Dave, not not Dave Prezak. That's uh the creator of Shimmer Women's Wrestling, one of the good women's wrestling. <laughs> uh, he hooked up. I know he hooked, he partnered with uh Johnny Caffarella, who I don't really know. He he doesn't really have any connection to anything, and Jimmy fucking Hart. Jimmy Hart oh, is a producer hey. on this show. You oh, can't escape hey. him, David. God, you know, that's two things now. That's two monumental train wreck uh, um, 
uh, interdimensional cataclysms that Jimmy Hart has pioneered that has now shown up on our damn podcast. I know. I'm, 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 I didn't I'd even think about that until earlier today. It was like, oh my God, we're doing another thing with Jimmy Hart in it. <laughs> well, God, Jimmy Hart, buddy, can you please like chill? Yeah. So I will say that the chances of the wrestling on this show has a, has a chance of being not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And the reason for that is because while a lot of the women on this show are, um, are, were following that glow model of like, they just hired actresses (laughs) and taught them how to wrestle at the same time. There are quite a few legitimate, like good female wrestlers around here on this show. Probably the most significant that I know of for sure is, is Serena Deeb, who is, who is the, who is uh, currently having a bit of a career renaissance. Uh, I'm going to repeat that as lost connection. There is one of the bigger name, probably real good people on the show would be Serena Deeb, who is currently having a career renaissance in AEW as like the best women's wrestler in the company, and was the NWA Women's Champion until about a month ago, until a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, so we got one. That's one. That's one. There's there's a couple more, but I'm I'm not as familiar with the mid 2000s women's wrestling scene as I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, people show, but the good good wrestlers can't showed up on this show in that sense of like, if you're a women's indie wrestler in the 2000s, you're op- you only got so many options to do this. So, you know? so, so these were all indie kits. None of them were like, none of them were AAA headliner. Well, you know, again, headliners for Divas era. No, well, no, mm, there were there was one who I think had appeared uh, on national TV before. Oh, nice. Uh, Daphne, I believe is her name. I don't know a lot about her, her career, unfortunately. Again, just not an era that I know. Of. She was in TNA during this time period. And I don't really know as much about TNA as I'd like. That's neat though. But yeah, like there are a few g- decent wrestlers on this show. Again, in the sense of like, you know, there's only so many options that you, if you're a woman trying to me be a pro wrestler on the indies, there's only so many, so many jobs you have available to you. Okay. You know, this kid paid well because he's a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, t- I'll take that job. I'll take that job. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, after we talked last time about um, the really uh, sexy contracts offered to some of WCW's top stars. It, you know, it's one of those things that kind of puts in stark contrast for me just how much of a business this is and just how much cold hard calculation goes into it uh, from, from you know, people who's the people who sign the contracts just as it would any other job where you're, where you're you know, weighing the pros and cons of, of you know, uh, each, uh, each offer you're getting. Yeah. So if, if, you're, if you're getting offered a, a chunk of lotto money, why not? Yeah, you know, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. So this show aired. Uh, it had 13 episodes. They're a half hour long. We're going to watch the first two. Um, they aired on. They aired in syndication. So amazing. <clears throat> That's how big we got here. And in fact, I will say that we're going to watch these from YouTube. If you if for some reason for what you've heard in the last fifteen minutes makes you want to watch this, <laughs> good luck. Uh, because I have only found maybe half of these episodes in full on YouTube. 
Jesus. I don't I don't know where Wrestling with Regret found them, to be honest. Like I just I don't know where you find them. That's that's the kind of the question I have. Is that it aired in syndication? It did like eh, it did like in the early in the early twenty in the late two thousands, early twenty tens. It it ran it um it did it performed like shit, and it you know obviously never made any money or you know would have been re released anywhere. Wait, so this wasn't meant to be a one off. This was meant to become like its own yes. wrestling company. Yes, yes. They they did season one, thirteen episodes, and then they try they they said that a season two was coming and it never came. Woof. So yeah, it's like good luck finding it. It's yeah. kind of the end of the, the story. Unfortunate. <laughs> it is unfortunate because I kind of I want to see this. I wish that I had the option to watch this whole thing and, and buy it together. That I mean, it'd be it'd be nice, but also that just means more pain. So it's true. Uh, so hopeful. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that at least there's at least some so bad it's good to this. That's us. That's what I've heard is that like for some people, it's a so bad it's good. So let's. I'm hoping for that. Fingers crossed. Okay. But yeah, uh, that is about all I can say about this show. We're going to watch the first two episodes. They're on YouTube. They're still up, thank thankfully. Jeez. See you guys in the back half. And we are back. We have just finished watching the first two episodes of Restless. And I believe I have a thing I, have a, a thing I would like to start with. Mm-hmm. Is... I'm Austin, a knockout. I've watched a lot of crap. David is a noob, but this makes him want to tap. We talk a lot of shit, but we're not malicious because the noobs and knockouts just watched Wrestlelicious. My name is David, and I'm here to say <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know... I expected on on our podcast to go to many wild places. The impetus of our podcast was was Austin info dumping about the world of wrestling to me and being like this and me being like this place sounds pretty wild and wacky and I'd love to get to know more about it but make it content. Of all the wild wackiness, I never thought that included in that wild wackiness would be softcore porn. Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh yeah, uh, I guess if you want to, that's how you want to start this. Of what, what, what else would you expect me to start with, dude? When that every scene, everything in that just felt like the setup to two women banging, sometimes with a guy there, and usually that guy is the dude who bankrolled this because, of course, it is. Yeah, so. <laughs> I I think that this show might might be playing into like the cheesecake sexy a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Well, okay. Here's the thing. It's not that it's like it. It's not that this show blatantly objectifies every single woman who works for this promotion. It does. It does without question. All those women are dressed up very skimpily and have the personality of a potato while showing as much boobage as is possible on TV PG. However, it's not just that. It's also the fact that every set is as, has, has the budget of a ham sandwich. It's that the acting is as is, 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 is a wooden 
as a goddamn lumber factory. It's the <laughs> fact that the music is as is as stock as I, I, anything you'll find in a grocery store. I I'm running out of good comparisons here, but that also makes me good enough to announce for Wrestlelicious. So what else is new? Everything about this is just like literally the camera quality is terrible. The acting is terrible. The sets are the sets are either cheap or borrowed. Um, it it just it legitimately. I'm not being hyperbolic here. Half the time, it legitimately r- reads like a porno. I I like I I'm there, there's a scene the, the the one that really exemplified it for me. Well, actually, there were a few, but there was one that really exemplified it for me. Where two of the wrestlers were standing outside like some mansion, and one of them's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll get you in good with with the, with this guy, our boss, and this guy, our boss, the rando that owns that 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 won the goddamn lottery and bankrolled this whole horrible venture, opens up the door and he's like leering at them, and they're going inside to I guess audition this girl for him, and I'm like. If we but then he says inside- no because she because because she's a dog because he said she belongs on leash. <laughs> yeah, see, here's the comedy thing. on this is peak tier. See, here's the thing. If we let that if 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 we let that that scene run past that to any degree, it would then inter- turn into please, I would do anything. Cut to. <laughs> Thankfully, we cut out because I don't yes. want to see that. Yeah, me neither. Dear God, why? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't even, I can't even like be mad. Like, if, <laughs> if, if a longtime viewer of this show might, might be like, mm, why are you not as angry as you were with the divas or in the Attitude Era with Sable? Squad W. And and I'm gonna be honest, is that this is worse. This is but way the thing worse. is, it's also so bad that I can't even be mad at it. I like, I it, I got way too many laughs out of this to feel anger right now. It was so terrible, and Austin and I just spent the entire like horrible, roughly hour riffing that we just like it, I I can't even like feel anger because I was just laughing too hard at how horrible and pathetic this is. Yeah, like I could comment on the really bad, you know, racial stereotypes. Yes. But they are so comical that it's like what what am I supposed to do with this? This legitimately reads like a parody. Like aside mm-hmm. from reading like a porno half the time. The other half it it reads like a parody. Like I made this comment to Austin when we were watching and I was kind of kidding at the time, but th- no, this feels like this feels like one of those like adult swim segments. That's like purposefully awful. And the whole joke is that it's really bad. and goes on for way too long. And it feels like a commentary. It's so like, it's so like cartoonishly inept that it feels like it was it was done that way on purpose. Like you cannot no, nobody who made this, it's impossible for anybody who worked on this to look at this and think they've made a legitimately good product. I I can't comprehend somebody like crossing their arms nodding and be like, "Yeah, this is it." Like I can't. There's no way. This is so 
plainly bad that it could only like exist as a parody of bad women's wrestling. Well, right? now I wa- well now I want to believe that this is some like 4D deep deep chess gameplay here. Where yeah. this is all this is all like actually Justin Vargas is actually a closeted genius. Yeah. Who created and, and the and perfect all... commentary and parody of 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 women's of women's wrestling and stereotypes. And we are all playing into his performance art by by like giving this like uh the the currency of attention um and and like riffing on it and whatever like the like god are we part of the joke are we being made fun of right now by doing this maybe we are i don't know my brain is too melted to, to form coherent thoughts so this is the best i have yeah so i guess we should talk about the show <laughs> what is there to talk about well, I didn't get to make any of my jokes about the rap, quite frankly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the first episode begins with like a five-minute long rap segment in which each wrestler for the promotion that they have at that point introduces themselves in like in like a, a, a four-bar beat. Yeah, it's it's, and unfortunately, I can't find the lyrics, so I can't make jokes because oh, I was shit. gonna write about how. All of them rhy- find a rhyme for the word wrestleicious. It is impressive. Like it's auspicious, malicious, which admittedly I copped that one. Uh, wishes. You tried. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to go for those slant rhymes, man. That's the only ones I can immediately remember. There's, a, there's there are a probably lot. like vicious and suspicious in there too. They say vicious, yeah. They use vicious, suspicious. Oh yeah, they do because the because the Jimmy's Angels are like, we'll make the cops suspicious. Yeah. Blah 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 on wrestlicious. <laughs> yeah. Which let's go. I'll go ahead and talk about that. Is they use the rap to introduce a bunch of the women's wrestlers. So <laughs> we have, we got. Let's see. We got Tony the Top. She's the goddaughter. Mafia, yeah, yeah. Uh, Glory, uh, it's either Glory or Gloria. I don't remember. She's all American. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Maui, the Island Princess. Hmm. Uh, we got Jimmy's Angels. They are the 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 worst Charlie's Angels imp- impression I've ever seen. Um, the. The Southern Bell, the Southern Bell. I believe, I believe Cousin Cassie was the. Cousin there Cassie. are three of them, and I'm pretty sure country gimmicks, and I'm pretty sure yeah. Cousin Cassie is the one who got to rap. Yeah, Cousin Cassie was the one that rapped. Um, yeah, Supernova, uh, who's a superhero. The vampire chick. The vampire. Um, you got uh, the voodoo witch. Um. Didn't yeah, did, boot camp Bailey. Oh yeah, boot camp who's a Bailey. Marine sergeant, who's a heel? The very, host. Very, the host. The host. Baby Rich gets a, a lyric. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the and that's the one where like after again like five minutes in, it already feels like like these are all characters taken from an adult film. Then like the 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 guy the JV showing up like with all the women on his arm just making it feel like he's a he's like their pimp like doesn't help matters remotely i have literally done this as a joke in a show before 
Yeah. I've literally done the women hanging off my arm joke. Yup. And I think I was more dignified. <laughs> Probably. But we the first scene of this, the first sketch comedy segment, we have so many of those on this show. There are more of those than there are matches. I will say, I will say, I'll give him I'll give him I'll give him this. Their comedy is very sketch. <laughs> Or the first scene is like him walking into his mansion, JV walking into his mansion, and Jimmy Hart is just there doing the dishes, and he's like, Jimmy, what are you doing? And Jimmy's like, well, somebody's got to wash the dishes, baby. And eventually it leads to, like, somebody mentioned about cleaning the pool, and Jimmy Hart quits, and he's like, I don't need this. I'm a Hall of Famer. And, like, that's the joke. Please laugh. <laughs> they have a laugh track, David. That's how you know where the fuck. Oh my god, are. I know. They have a laugh track, and it's like the most delirious laugh track I've ever heard. Like all the people, all the people laughing in the laugh track sounds like they've been given a hyena gas, which is a great segue to the audience. Oh my god, you mean the plant the plant ass audience? The fucking audience. How how much did JV win in this lotto? 35 because mil. 30 okay. Cause how the hell do you bankroll? An entire wrestling show, admittedly the cheapest goddamn wrestling show. Yeah, I don't think he spent that much money on it. Yeah, uh, plus all the wrestlers, plus a whole ass paid audience, plus Jimmy Hart somehow. Oh yeah, baby, he'll oh Jimmy Hart will do anything for money, Daddy. <laughs> oh please no. <laughs> and yeah, so they're the such blatantly plants and. Like they're wear they're literally wearing the Wrestlelicious shirt. They're wearing Wrestlelicious shirts. They're like responding on. They're like viciously booing heels that have no reason to be booed because they've not yet existed in indie wrestling up until this point. Yeah, like they just like no. They're yeah. like this is a bad guy. You need to boo them. It's like yeah. Is there like is there like a universe here? Is is this like does is there like an off screen history? Of like, oh no, this company's been around for a long time. What? Oh shit, I forgot. To, I just remembered two more of the women from the rap. Yeah, oh, can, you. you had Candy Kisses. Okay. Who's the Britney Spears parody? But Britney Spears in 2009 parody. So like, she's like drunk. She like lip syncs her. She okay. This is a segue to talk about the first in ring segment of the show mm -hmm. when Candy Kisses comes out with the gumdrops that are her backup dancers and she blatantly lip syncs and then starts like getting drunk and fucking up and they try to drag and they have to drag her away. How does she get drunk in the middle of the ring without a drop of alcohol? That's a good question. Not moving on. <laughs> and my favorite name in the entire rap, the fifties girl. She is literally from the fifties. She's got the poodle skirt and everything. And her name is Shana. -na. Shanana. Shanana. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Linda. I'm pretty sure that was a lyric by Linda Hogan in the Hulk Rules album. <laughs> oh, excuse hey, me. That was Wanana. Sorry, speak, my bad. Speaking of Jimmy Hart. Who? Yeah. As I, yeah. As I as I comment commented to Austin, Jimmy Hart has now like been at the heart of two very like horrible things that we've had to cover on this 
fucking show. I keep trying to convince David that Jimmy Hart is an all-time great manager. I feel like I'm showing him the absolute worst things to prove that. We had like one good Jimmy Hart thing when he was managing Honky Talk Man. I'm like, okay, this guy seems like a like an effective heel, and then it's just been downhill from there. My man, uh, actually, no, I will, the, the the segment with our truth was cute, but that was that was thanks to our truth, not Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart was just incidental. Mm-hmm. The only reason that the, the only reason it had to be Jimmy Hart in that in that segment was so that our truth could make the little Jimmy joke. That was it. That was the whole reason we needed Jimmy Hart there specifically. God damn. Anyway, back to Wrestlelicious. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> yes. Uh, so the we have the sketch comedy. We had the sketch comedy bit where the announcer just rolls up into the women's locker room. I guess I don't know why. Which looks which which is the fakest set there. I know, which so makes me bad. question. Which makes me question. Do they not have a locker room? Probably not. Probably they the used to get they, they just come that way? <laughs> Do they have to get naked in the alley out back? What's going on here? <laughs> they, come in, they, come, they come to the work in costume, David. Have you ever done that for a show? I have. You know what? I think I legitimately have before. And that's because it was as low budget as this shit. But like the skit is that he he taught he that like she shows him her newest hit single on her MP3 player. I like to think it's a Zoom. That sounds about right for 2009. <laughs> 2009 low budget. And he makes some crack about how it's shit, and then she beats him up, and that's the end of the segment. That's it. That's all we get. Thank so, you for yeah. that. Then, oh, she, then she goes out. Then she goes out and sings like shit. And then let's see. From there, we get oh, next week we get the the first spotlight segment, David. Mm. The spotlight segment of Autumn Frost, who is a stone cold stunner. <laughs> first of all, it's a good thing this show was so terrible and nothing that it didn't get sued like WWE. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the the spotlight segments. We get one in each episode, and it's literally just a wrestler in a bikini on a beach when they compile the same five clips together of them know, looking vaguely do. hot and posing in random orders to get like a three minute fucking promo out of it. God, these episodes are padded. I know they are so padded, but like in between the two episodes, we get three matches. And one of them is a squash. One of them is a squash. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the spotlights are exact. Like, what do you want me to say about the spotlights? They're in a bikini. <laughs> On a beach. Doing vaguely sexy poses. I can, I, all I got is making fun of the fact that they, is they, is they clearly loop the same three shots. Because that's yeah, all oh I got. Oh my God. Yeah, every single shot in this show is stolen. Nothing that they got they got permits for exactly zero. Yeah. Not even on their own set. I did I did make a joke to David that Autumn Frost, whose gimmick is being the ice princess, the first time we ever see her is on the beach in a bikini. Yeah. Okay, seriously. For his, like like there is th- th- this show is so vapid that I that I said to Austin when we were watching we should this content should have been just the, the the stream of us MST3K style riffing on this show because that's the deepest analysis we're gonna get. I told you, David. This is when we this is gonna be our shortest episode yet. Okay, I knew okay. we wouldn't have anything better to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to attempt. I'm going to attempt because the whole premise of Noobs and Knockouts 
has kind of become that art can be found in the most bizarre of places because pro wrestling is not something that one would often chalk up to high art, but can really attain those heights sometimes and thus deserves to be analyzed as such, even in its worst moments. Well, this is its worst moments, my friends. (laughs) What is there to say about and I'm not doing a bit here. Uh, this isn't this isn't like Hulk rules where I was doing an uh, an obligatory bit because I made a joke about it uh, in an early episode that mm-hmm. Austin held me to account on. Um, no, w- legitimately, what is there to say about Wrestlelicious? This feel, I mean, the obvious is just man, what a beautiful example of just the 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 male gaze taken to its natural extreme except it's not because the camera doesn't have the male gaze there is literally zero shots of this that would be that could be construed as male gazy like i hate to like i hate to auteur theory this god i just used auteur theory to talk about resolution oh this is beautiful i hate to auteur theory this but jv's role in this is like the just most telling thing like we'll talk in in other eras about like the influence of the mcmahons of the world and the eric bischoff's of the world and the whoever the fuck it is that runs aew tony um tony who tony khan tony khan thank you or the tony cons of the world. we haven't really talked about tony khan but you know the the power players behind the scenes we will talk about them a lot and kind of their influence and their the the way their own biases and worldviews shine through but good old good old uh, uh jv here is uh, he, he's like he's like tommy was so in a way in that he has a lot of money and exactly zero aptitude artistically you see i didn't want to be the one to, to bring to quote to bring in the room because i feel like that's the kind of thing you can't force no, but I but really like, wanted the room to somehow show up in this. Well, it's true. Like because 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 it almost feels to me like 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 Jonathan Vargas here is indulging this like this like fantasy, this puerile fantasy that comes along once in a lifetime to the most extremely lucky person in the world. He won 35 mil on the lotto and he's like, I'm going to get to, I'm going to make an excuse for me to hang out with a bunch of hot women and shoot them suggestively and not have and it make them all want to have sex with me. Yes, exactly. Um, and this is like, and this is what we get out of it. It's, it's hilarious in how like delusional it is because he's the man that's standing by with his arms crossed, nodding his head and going, yeah, all right, this is good. Like seriously, he attempts male gaze. He attempts, but half the time, the, the, the technical specs of this is so inept that he can't even properly communicate the sex to, to, to his audience. Uh, it's just his own, like, his own like weird fantasy being played out for all of us to sit back and watch in like mouth agape horror at. and not and not even fully in a Tommy Wiseau way because as inept as Tommy Wiseau is he still manages to like get across like the the sexual politics that he's trying to communicate even if it comes across in a much more perverted way than he intended it get, it gets there here the only sexual politics is woman hot and half the time we can't even convey that correctly because Jonathan Vargas is a rando who has no goddamn idea what he's doing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is this is the perfect like 
never like this is it is so obvious that he is a complete random per rando person yeah in charge of this like it's so it's self-evident but mm-hmm. he has never he does not have any experience at all in the in, in making television or wrestling yep he this is, is holy shit this this is a guy who got handed the keys to realize his dream and as soon as he got put in the driver's seat was like wait shit i don't know how to do this like no, like it's... it's so clear that this guy like was so in over his head and because of the cushion of this being lotto money he got to like beautifully fail and then just return to obscurity without that many evident repercussions nope he got he got he got in and got out and that's the kind of thing that i would also that this that's the kind of pun this show would make yeah oh god no, there's so I, I could talk a lot. Of, I guess that's that that is the best thing I can do. Transition to talking about uh, the first match of Tony the Top and Maui in a total squash. By the way, Tony Tony gets like hits hits Maui with like five moves and wins. Maui yeah. doesn't get a single move in. Which like a baby face jobber is an interesting thing. Because we have seen those before, we've seen them in Lucha, and I get uh, we've I guess we've seen them in like WWF before. I'm sure there are some heels who have done some squats. I'd, ar- I'd argue that jobbers are general are kind of neutral if you want to talk about their morality. That's fair. They just That's... exist to be beaten up by another human being. But the characters' morality, the characters in Wrestlelicious are such like. They're not even two dimensional. They're just like one dimensional, one dimensional like cartoon characters that, like Tony the Top, ever in you know her being like this this grating mob boss that like the plant audience is like aggressively booing. And I don't understand makes, why she didn't do anything. Just makes it just makes. Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that they were given like probably a couple hundred thousand told to boo, um, but like she makes. Uh, god she 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 makes anyone she goes up against seem like a good guy by comparison so the fact that maui just comes out and is like happy about like being there is like okay this is a face by comparison to i guess whatever whatever like baby killer is is here to the point where where like everybody hates her without a single bit of history behind her no she wins and the less I say about the announcer's puns, the better. To be fair, he said so many of them, most of them have already completely left my brain. A direct quote from when Austin and I were watching is, um, Austin goes, um, I don't know who this announcer is, but his puns are terrible um, and they need to stop or something to that effect. And I go, I don't know who this announcer is, but shut up, Lawler. No, it, they're all so bad. They're all dad jokes, sex jokes, or both. It could, it could just. This is this is literally. We have Jerry Lawler at home. This is what this is. No, this, yeah, this, oh, it is Jerry Lawler at home. Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh. So that's that's like the only diversion that happens with the with the horrible work that goes on in ring, and it's a diversion that makes me want to claw out my own ears. Yeah. So Tony gets the win. She really topped Maui. Do, do you get it, David? Because her name is Tony the Top. Get out of here. Anyway, 
Uh, let's see what else happened on the first episode. It's it's amazing that I'm having trouble remembering everything that happened on a 30 minute episode, but here I am. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, they have the skit at Bandito Bandita's Cantina. And oh, they, yeah. they, I, I was too talking over it, so I didn't catch them. Out. It ends with all the rats ate them all. The rats ate all the food. Uh, and she goes on with like, La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha. Yeah, didn't that last like all of 30 seconds? It was a very short bit. Yeah, we just get like a couple promos, if you can even call them that, of just some of the random wrestlers doing like 30 second puns or whatever. Oh, was this the ep- was the first episode the one with the glasses bit? This or was the one. The this is what no. This was the one, this is the one with the glasses bit that led into the cantina. You're right. Is he does they do the bit where one of the country girls is at the doc is at the eye doctor's and she's like I think I might need glasses and the eye doctor who is wearing glasses this is the joke here is that he goes oh glasses I don't believe in glasses she's like you don't believe in glasses and he goes nope I drink straight from the bottle. But um. That might have been the best joke of all of them. <laughs> God. Yeah, all, all, I, I, I want to convey to you guys, Austin was very excited to hear that pun. He knew the punchline. He's like, shh, shh I got to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Unf- D- D- Brian, Brian Zane's wrestling with regret video about this had had some of these clips. So some oh, of them God. I already knew where the joke was going. Oh, Jesus. And I yeah. was very ready for the, I don't need, I'd like, I drink straight from the bottle. <laughs> yeah. He was legitimately excited, guys. It was kind of, it was kind of scary. I, I, I was like, buddy, are you okay? I think we both suffered our own special forms of brain damage from watching this thing. I think I kind of forced myself to be excited about stuff at some points because yes, like, I, I need to feel otherwise something Otherwise, it would here. just be pain. Yeah, you need to feel something here. Oh God! Uh, main event of the first episode: the six woman tag team match between uh, Bandito, uh, Maria Tora. Toro, I was very excited about because that's Mercedes Martinez, an absolute legend on the indie women's wrestling scene currently in, in WWE NXT today. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic, has been a wrestler for almost 20 years, and here she is playing a bullfighter, being the only competent woman in the match. And then uh, you had the felony chick. I, I don't even remember. I think her name, her name. I, I think her name was just criminal. No, there was a pun. There was a joke to it. I don't was remember there? what it was. No, I, there was. Oh, God. I just don't remember. Ah, Christ. I, I could see it have been felony because that sounds like a female name. Let's see. I'm looking down the roster right now. Oh, my God. You have the roster pulled up? It's just on Wikipedia. That's true. Um, Felony. Her name was Her name's literally felony. felony. Yeah. Amazing. Jesus. It's amazing who among these women has uh, Wikipedia pages. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) On the the Wikipedia page, uh, it has the full roster of their ring name and their real name. And and Cousin Cassie, for under real name, it just says unknown. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my god. I do know some of these names. Jesus, I know some of these women. That I didn't know before. Uh, you got uh, Jennifer Blake. I've heard of her before as, as Autumn Frost. Uh, we didn't get to see the Bristol Girl twins, but I know Holly and Hannah Blossom. They were in TNA. Uh, Charlotte the Southern Belle is Amber O'Neill. Uh, Leva Bates, I, she's, I've mentioned her on the show. We'll get back to her. 
Okay. Uh, Nevaeh was just on Impact Wrestling. He was Kickstart Katie. Uh, Lacey Von Erich, obviously I know her name. Serena Deeb is Paige Webb. Mercedes Martinez is Maria Toro. You know, they got, they got some legitimate women's wrestlers in here. Okay. Anyway, sure. back to the match is we get Felony and the two Mexican stereotypes against the the sub the ultimate Southern Bell trio of 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 uh Texas Tyler it's Texas Tyler, isn't it? Not Tyler Texas. I yeah. think it's I think it's Tyler Texas. Tyler Texas, yeah. He's a country singer. Her cousin Cassie and Charlotte the Southern Bell. Yeah. Just uh, absolutely phenomenal work here. Yeah, I, I uh, see. Here's the thing. Uh, this is uh, going to be me making another attempt at saying something a little more than thing bad. The work here was, for the most part, atrocious. There were some like little moments here and there. Austin has been, you know, swearing by Maria Toro, um, even though. Um, here she's not anything spectacular um honestly the one i was most impressed with was felony um um the uh felony was, felony was i who who was let's see if i know her see if she's bonnie max and let's see if she, she oh she was rain in tna and shine and triple a so oh, she nice. also has a real wrestling career. Now, now it's all making sense. Okay, yeah. She was the one I was most impressed with. She actually executed some like okay moves and like looked somewhat like engaging in ring. Like she had an energy about her that was kind of feral and fun. So I could get down with that. But a lot of times in the show I'll talk about how when I'm really engaged in a match, when it, when the work is really good, I can feel the impact. Of, of of the hits that that land mm -hmm. this was the exact opposite almost every hit that landed felt yes, fake to me the the level of like not real it was was palpable to me i could i was literally i literally unfelt most of these moves i was like that didn't hurt that also didn't remotely hurt wow that was cheap no wow, they, that looked, was they looked fair the moves in this look very fake you, there, there's, there's, this, there's that let. It was very much in that mold of like, I barely know how to wrestle, so I'm also hitting you very lightly because I don't really know how to do it better. God, imagine if, imagine if, like, the money that that JV put into uh, hiring like Jimmy Hart had actually gone into like hiring a an actually like competent and somewhat like legitimately good trainer. Because, oh my god, these poor women. Because, like you said, most of these aren't... Like, some of these have... Like, a lot of them have gone on to be wrestlers. But a lot of them started off as just, like, actresses that got taught to, to wrestle. And it's very evident that they were just thrown in the deep end without much training. Yeah, just... Uh, it's just not, not very good. The wrestling is very, isn't very good here. It, it, it does sort of give me an appreciation for even, like, the worst we've seen of, like, AAA stuff. Because, um, like, you see the way the women in this in this fight, these fighters, execute, like, clotheslines. And it's, like, you know, one of the most basic moves you could see in any, in any, like, wrestling match. And 
here it's just it just feels like rote and and basic like uh, like every clothesline feels like baby's first clothesline like when you first learn how to do a stunt and like you're doing it very carefully very precisely because you're like brand new to the physicality and you can't really put any sort of like um flair or finesse into it or even it. weight behind it or even weight behind it you're just doing like the training wheels version because that's like the best way you can get it to look good and execute it like technically properly at mm-hmm. that moment that's what all this looks like the fighting here was clearly like just underdeveloped and i don't want to fault any of the fighters for that because this was clearly not their fault they were clearly put you know put in a situation where they were set up to fail because jonathan vargas doesn't clearly give a shit about wrestling he gives a shit about hot ladies on tv and that's mm-hmm. what we got and that's all we got yeah i i mean it's this is the mid 2010s. You could have done this. I, I guess the you probably could have done this show with an actual full roster of actual women's wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Enough of them exist. Yeah. Whether, even if they're not necessarily big time, because you know women's wrestling wasn't big time in 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. But like, if you wanted to put on a women's wrestling, a cheesy women's wrestling show with competent women's wrestlers, that could have been done. Yeah. Just, you could, I mean, ha- like, instead, most of them suck. Yeah. And, it's and like, I mean, on one hand, it is kind of cool. most of them aren't, aren't very, aren't really trained wrestlers. And, and it's kind of nice that, that quite a few of them then went on to actually pursue better careers in the industry because, well, not, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of the real wrestlers, I don't think they got their start. I don't think many of them got their start here. Oh, they didn't. They okay. just kind of we're here because it's like well it's a job what a it's a paying gig uh okay fair enough wait oh oh my god looking back through the roster again on notes of course glory became the wrestlelicious champion jesus christ very on that's very on brand oh my god she was the only champion that's very sad this is literally just like the most obvious shit of course the america lady wins the 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 wrestlelicious, you know, championship because she's the hottest because Murica, like wrestlelicious, it doesn't, it's, it's not remotely a hot take to say this. It's not even all that insightful to say this, but dear God, this show is an exercise in vapidity. Want to bet the, the, the championship is a crown and not a title belt. I wouldn't be remotely surprised if it was like a fucking Burger King crown, dude. That's like the <laughs> level we're at. You win $35 million and put on like the cheapest shit ever like the the cheapness of the uber rich will never fail to astound me yeah so uh the heels win by the way the heels win all three matches all three matches and the that, heels that, win that's what shocked me by, is that the is that the, the baby faces never got a win Again, it's this weird complex this show has about, like, I don't even know, like, you know, evil babes are hot in their own way or something. 
but the good guys still got to get the moral victory at the I guess, end of the day. I guess we're building up. To, we got to build up to that catharsis when Glory wins the title, I guess. Oh, uh, God, because America triumphs overall or whatever. I know I'm, like, reading a lot into this for having only watched, like, two episodes of barely any substance. I feel like you're like, reading too much into it, if anything. Well, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, but, like, but, like, but it it seems like it literally seems like I can just make guesses as to the motivation behind all of these creative decisions because it doesn't seem like anything that's that's gone into what's been put to screen here has any thought that's deeper than skin. I mean, yeah, I, they're they're all basic wrestling stare stare archetypes, porn archetypes, or both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and, 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 and the worst part is this makes me like this, this, this doesn't even feel like it was put on by somebody who like knows all that much about wrestling. This feels like somebody who like read like a wrestling one Oh one, like guidebook and only like absorbed about half of it. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would love to have been there while this show was getting made. Oh, to be a fly on that. I want to know oh how God. this was constructed. One of these days, we got to track down Jonathan Vargas and this be like, is hey what man, the, what the fuck? This is what I would use the time machine for. Yeah, seriously. This is what I would use $35 million for, to, 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 put, down, to, to put on a one-man hunt to find Jonathan Vargas and ask him what the fuck was going through his mind. Yeah. So, ep- episode two, let's just kind of roll Jesus. into it here. They give me an abridged version of the theme, which made me mad because I was going <laughs> to write down all the rhymes. He was but really then, upset, guys. I was. I was I was heated. <laughs> but it opens with and I, I can't believe they this is a this is like a this is a they have a, a plot that runs through the episode here of Boot Camp Bailey comes out. First of all, props. The the military uh the, the military person that comes out to the to an American ish theme is the heel here. Well, see, but the fact that Glory wins the title tells me that it's not because, like, they're doing any base takes about the military-industrial complex. They just don't like mean ladies who yell at them. Listen, David, I was trying to give this show credit for something. I'm not allowing you to. This show deserves absolutely zero credit. Anyway, she tries to, she cuts a promo about she needs some new trainees. She she does way too long of the I ten I said a ten hut. Yeah, she says that she does that like ten times, and the audience keeps booing, and she never just like moves on. No, she I, just has to keep hammering it in well, till the plant I audience the, dies I, down. I blame the plant direction here. Well, that too. Like like it's very it's playing off a classic heel trope of like heel comes out to talk. The crowd boos the shit out of him, so he can't get so he can't get his word. No, he can't. No one can hear him. And then yeah. he yells in the mic like, "Hey, shut up!" And then they keep booing. Mm-hmm. And that usually goes a couple of turns before like the crowd calms down or the heel moves on, or alternatively, the heel moves on and the crowd calms down because they do actually want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And so the, Vic, Vicky Guerrero makes great use of this to use someone that David knows. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I literally, me. I literally referenced Vicky Guerrero while we were watching this because like the attention had the, exa- the her yelling attention had the exact same cadence as Vicky Guerrero yelling, excuse me. Yeah. But eventually Vicky only does it a couple of times before she just yells over them and then yeah. they shut up. Hey, so you're Vicky. Shut up. Yeah. And it's great. Poor, poor boot camp Bailey here. 
which by the way, but the funny, I think the funniest line in the, in the, in the rap intro is when she called, when she calls, she goes, I'm a bomb boot camp, Bailey, a big guns Marine. And she like vaguely flexes her arms and like, she's a toothpick. Yeah, I know. I, I get there's a double wording here with guns, but also I think it's very funny that you're like, I got big guns. Like, do you? Yeah, <laughs> do no, you know? Mo- I mean, most of the women on the show are, are pretty toothpicky, but like, you know, no shame. It's just like, it's just funny. Yeah. I mean, none of the others are trying to hype up how big their guns are, David. True. That's fair. So, true. you know, anyway, she comes out and she, she's, she's trying to find some new recruits and she just randomly pulls people from the audience. Yeah, they plans, literally do but... a thing that I was like kind of joking about. I'm like, oh, please cut to the audience and have plants that volunteer. And they actually did that. No, it's great. I knew one of the women, Leva Bates, uh, mm. who is a kind of a, a long, st- a mainstay of women's indie wrestling as uh, a cos as the cosplay queen. Mm-hmm. And then she is an appeared in WWE NXT. She'll even be in our next storyline arc with that in a few couple of places. Yeah, and so. she currently works for AEW. <laughs> oh, hey, nice, nice. So, yeah, they. She also steals the floor production manager <laughs> and for some reason she goes along with it I, I don't know why yeah i don't know who she's gonna like turn into but yeah they 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 like go out and she's gonna and then they call back to this later in the episode amazingly with the the greatest pun you've ever seen david mm-hmm. the young and the wrestlers yeah I- don't know why they went there but sure and uh they basically the the three women they go to this nice house i was pushing my not a porno button yeah it felt like the start of a porno it literally it was like where they go to the hot they find the jacuzzi hot tub in in the backyard and leva starts pulling her shirt off until she gets talked down so they can go get some drinks at the like the at the eye at the island and outside and like they do the thing where like one of the women was standing in front of leva to cover the fact that she was supposed to be topless i know what the heck and then and and, and on top of that like like when they first get in the house all they all like flop on a bed together i know that yeah they all flop on the bed together and it's like oh okay this is definitely there's a porno here yeah again just the weird like the weird fake sapphic tension that permeates this entire thing of course was had to had to have been intentional of course it was yeah, I, oh yeah i was intentional this like this is one of the place where where jonathan vargas's uh horrible male gaze actually succeeds and it's the most cringy shit dude dude was directing this episode with one hand yeah so he 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 conceived this entire show with one hand <laughs> uh, let's see other stuff that happened on episode two uh we got uh the spotlight segment was with lacey von eric who weirdly who weirdly in this in this show doesn't really have like everyone else has these stupid gimmicks and she's just like i'm a von eric you know who that is (laughs) it's like i'm impressed thank you yeah i i suppose that i suppose i'm supposed to be impressed by that but of um, course, it's it's the exact same crap as Autumn for as Autumn Frost. Uh, yeah, it's again bikini shot and the same five cuts put together in random order over and over Let's for see. three minutes. 
we talked about the Tony the Top segment where <laughs> JV Rich yeah. denies her. Oh, 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 we had um uh Are You Smarter Than a Male Wrestler? Oh my god. Yeah, what was that? Are like, you the, smarter like, than this a fifth is, grader this is another, parodies? Like, this 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 is another weird thing of like this feels like this is trying to be like throwing a bone to the respect woman crowd, but it it still manages to come off incredibly condescending to the to the woman because it's the most obvious like men are dumb dumbs duh like what? To be fair, they got the best man is dumb dumb possible for this segment. <laughs> Nasty boy Brian Knobs. <laughs> Alyss, uh, the Nasty Boys are classic wrestlers of the late of the early 90s, early to mid 90s, and I hate them. They're stupid. <laughs> Their gimmick is that they dress like they dress like Bebop and Rocksteady, and all and all their stick is we're the Nasty Boys because we're nasty. One I of just- their one of their top, one of their big moves is to stick their opponents in their smelly armpits. This had to have been Jimmy Hart calling in a favor, right? It is. Yeah. It is part of the Hulk Hogan Friends Network. <laughs> Jimmy Hart, Ed Leslie, Brutus Beefcake, the Nasty Boys, Sav- Randy Savage occasionally. Wait. It's all connected. This, this, wait, side sidebar. Got it. Partially to partially to this game, partially out of actual curiosity. Savage and Savage and, and Hogan were like buddies IRL. Off and on. Okay, wholesome enough. Very off and on. Oh. Well, off Very, and on wholesome then. Like, like I I would I would point to you the that, you know, Savage wrote a, di- a rap diss track about Hogan. But I thought that was kayfabe. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh no. Anyway, back to this. Oh the god na- damn it. Brian Knobs. He's the he these the Jimmy Hart asks what happened in 1776. He's up against Glory. She is. Again, yeah, she's facing Glory, the all-American girl. And by the way, of course, by the way, 1776, a lot of things happened. Yes, it's a whole year. It's a very loaded question there. <laughs> but, you know, Brian Knobs is like, I think I know. It's the first ever beer drinking competition. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> and then she's like, I love America. So I know that the that the ants, that's when the Declaration of Independence was signed. <laughs> Yeah, which is which, which again, just just the priorities of this show. It's so single-minded, incredible. The the I will I will say the steadfast dedication to every week putting that same like dumb three messages on TV is is impressive in its own right. For they were very they're very committed to the shtick, David. Yeah, yeah. Can you even call it a shtick when there is no way that none of this wasn't done in earnest? Okay, the second episode got padded the fuck out by replays. First yeah, of the of main, they, they, yeah, they do like a recap of the main event of the first episode, and then they do a recap of the sake of the boot camp Bailey thing. Yeah, I know. Like, just okay. Two episodes in, we're already implicitly admitting that we're running low on on like content. Good, yeah. good to know. Thank for you. A half, for a half hour show. Yeah, half hour, if that, because like commercial breaks are a thing. No, it took us t- 45 minutes to watch two episodes, and yeah. they're already running out of stuff to do. Yeah. 
which here's an idea. It's a wrestling show. Put some wrestling in it. I guess that's a good transition to go wrap up the the uh, sticky crap from this episode. Is we the the country girls showed up for a. I'm I'm using their words, David. A country quickie between <laughs> Texas Tyler and cousin Cassie. Again, it's it's like I'm just sounding like a goddamn broken record on this show right now, but it's so obvious what they were going for. It's it's incredible how blatantly JV was just like, I want to put the closest thing as as I can to porn on network TV. No, on syndicated TV. On syndicated. Either way. Didn't even make it to network. Didn't even make it to network. Syndicated TV. Woof. And and yeah, their stick is basically as being like, man, these down home this 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 promotion sure ain't like those down home promotions. Like those wrestling promotions down home, and these wrestlers sure ain't like those down home wrestlers. <laughs> Seriously. Oh Lord, it was so bad. It and then really bad. our main event, Paige Webb, the web mistress, versus Autumn Frost, the ice princess. Uh before that, we get Paige Webb reading an email that says uh you know you're you have you're you have pierced my heart you've also pierced something else and it's an unsolicited dick pic hilarious at the very least i can't believe i'm giving this show any sort of credit at the very least she wasn't into it but again yeah. but even then i can't give that credit because it's very clear that from the get-go, they're giving Paige Webb this weird version of the Virgin Whore Complex slash the you'd be prettier if you took your glasses off. Well, they run, as I told David, they run through that whole arc in five seconds. When she gets to the match, she's getting the full get-up. She's wearing, like, this oversized jacket. She's got her hair done up. She's got She's got the glasses on. And then when she gets in the ring, she slowly takes the glasses off to have her show her re- show the jacket off, excuse me, for wrestling here. And she takes the glasses off, and she she slowly puts pulls puts her hair down. She ran through the whole arc. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, man, if only we could think of ways to fill out this half-hour show with content. Ah, well. <laughs> and so, yeah, Paige Webb and Autumn Frost, they have a match. It's probably the most watchable match we had. Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. I, I was... I was saying, like, uh, it, it was not a good match by any stretch, but it was a watchable match, and the both of the wrestlers in it were actually competent. Yay! Uh, we, the I guess the only thing either one I want to mention is is that the announcer had fucked up the pun. Yeah. When he talked about when he talked, she's getting beat up. When Paige Webb is getting beat up, he goes, "the the cutie, the computer cutie is running out, is running out of gas, is running out of low on, we're running out of gas or something." Like it, it was clearly a car joke. Like it fits better with a car. I forget the exact wording. Yep. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's running low on fuel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and. <laughs> Literally, I was like, that's a car, you dipshit. So, 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 boomer ass announcer who doesn't know a car from a computer, good to know. Um, which in some ways makes him even more of a perfect, like, at home Jerry Lawler. Um, yeah. The, the match was watchable. They executed some good moves. I can see how, which, which actual wrestler is that? 
uh, Serena Deeb is Paige Serena Deeb is Paige Webb. I can see why Serena Deep goes on to have like a career because she's she actually like put in some good work and she was like the least bad actress on this show that I think we saw too. She did um, it. She was doing monkey flips out there and I was like, oh my god, real cool moves. She was doing monkey flips. Uh, um, Autumn Winter. Fuck, what's her name? Autumn. Autumn Snow? Frost. Autumn Frost. Dear God. Autumn Frost actually had some like decent looking submission holds um that i was actually impressed by like this the, the bar was set so low here that even like basic in-ring competency i was like clapping like a seal for like yeah yeah this is how you do it good job oh that remind that reminds me of arf, like the arf. best subtle pun in oh. this entire show mm. is from the first episode felony did a straight jacket hold oh yeah oh and also um I will I will give the credence to the one thing that I found actually kind of funny when they did the 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 three on three tag team match um, and the heels came out each of the heels like below their name had a like a place of origin but all of them were like jokes and felonies was like work release and I was like okay that's kind of funny yeah as you work release Maria Tora was the bullfighter and the bandita is Tijuana's finest yeah yeah I was like so 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 kudos i internally chuckled no. at felony being on work release felony having like the parole officer there all the time is probably the best joke it's so stupid and cartoony but like at least it's leaning into how stupid and cartoony it is i mean this whole show was leaning into its stupid cartoonishness but that one was like it's like somewhat charming probably because felony actually has some charisma to her because her gimmick is able to shine through the bullshit that that every single woman on this show like um, was directed to do by their weirdly pervy and hugely inept boss. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good play. That's a good way to wrap up a bow on that one. Is this was a this was a troll job on my part? Yeah, I knew it was about what I expected it to be. I mean, I did have a good time riffing on it with Austin, mm -hmm. but dear God, if I had to w watch this seriously. I would just give up on wrestling as a whole because like you can't unsee this. And I mean, going into the legitimately good NXT stuff that we're going to start covering next week. I mean, this is just the textbook. Don't do this example for how to do lady wrestling because you know, g gender politics are difficult and who are we as two, uh, two dudes um, to, to really put in meaningful discourse to, to feminist academia but the, the 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 very basic thing to say uh that i feel comfortable saying is um gender politics is is it's it's difficult it is a tricky line to walk sometimes because gender parity is the goal but you can't achieve that by doing things the exact same way you do for men as you do for women um like just just the way our society has evolved there needs to be like some acknowledgement of the womanness in order for it to work otherwise it just feels weird and like it exists in a vacuum that doesn't like work inside the political realities that we've known for our entire history and so you need to like play into a little bit that this is lady wrestling but you need to do but 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 this right here wrestlelicious is the textbook way of how you don't do that because this is nothing but sexualization and condescension 
and not taking any one of the wrestlers on that stage remotely seriously. And I think that is the ultimate triumph of this show is not a single one of those women up there was taken even slightly seriously by the by the show that they are there to 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 perform for. They're all jokes. They're all sexy walking jokes for for Jonathan Vargas to use in his lotto winning fantasy. And that's it. So you need you 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 don't you need to not do this. You 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 acknowledge that this is lady lady wrestling and that there are going to be some slight differences to it, but you take them seriously, and that's the that's the crime of the the that's the crime of this that's the crime of the divas era that's the crime of how people like like Miss Elizabeth were treated back in their day, and this was almost a very like like an opposite chaser of of like this this was the shot before the chaser of of like God this burns going down. And then next week we start to see when it's done right. Oh my God, how just how good it can be. Yeah. So what you're saying is the gender politics thing. If we should have brought Elizabeth or Claire back into this for this episode. God, I feel like I feel like either of them would have just had an aneurysm halfway through, and we would have had to like answer to answer for their deaths on on air. Yeah, that's um, what I did. I didn't. I didn't. They did. I felt they didn't deserve this. It would be like exploitative to bring them on here because they would just. It would have just them being appalled for like an hour and a half, and we would have just had to sit here like tugging at our collars, like, yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I didn't want them on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's com- that's completely fair. Um, but yeah, I to actually talk to your point there is that I, I agree that this is just like, it's so awful mm-hmm. and it, and it is much more, I will say it is a lot more of like a fetidization lens than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought going in, it was going to be a little bit of that. Like I expected some of it. I did mm-hmm. not expect it to be literally the whole show. Yeah. And yeah, like none of the women on this show are being taken seriously here and it's just really bad it's cringy and it feels it feels secondhand embarrassing because like like i'm i'm going back and forth here because like i never want to like do the thing where we're like <laughs> you 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 make women the constant victim and like imply they have no agency but i feel like here here it's fair to say like all of the badness that came from their performances, like some of it came from like a, a lack of talent or an underdeveloped talent, but 90% of it came from just horrible direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obvious as to why, because, you know, we're not here to actually pay homage to women's wrestling. We're here to have some, to bash some sexy lamps together in, in a, in a wrestling <laughs> ring. And the lamps aren't even that sexy because they're so tacky. <laughs> because they're so tacky and they're shot in the least appealing way you possibly could. Yeah. So that's that. I think that's about the best way we can describe uh, Resolicious. Unse- lamps attempting to be sexy, attempting to get smashed into each other, but then you didn't even make the lamps sexy. So next week. We continue our journey of only talking about women's wrestling for a sec, <laughs> where we next hit the the start the beginning the NXT Women's Revolution, or more specifically, the tale of the of the four horse women of NXT. But are there actually gonna... four this time? Hmm? Are there actually four this time? There are four. Yeah. 
this isn't the three horse. This isn't the three horsemen situation. There are uh, four of them. <laughs> and so, and, and the funny thing is, and we're going to actually shake up our format a little bit here, David, Oh, because normally, you know, norm 31 episodes. Now it's been, we've been very much like we watch one show mm-hmm. all the way through and we talk about it. But the thing is, is and I'll explain more about this next week is that I felt, that the story would be better suited if we could follow it all the way through instead of me having to uh, explain to David what, what happened. What okay. if David got to see it all himself? Ooh. So for the for at least the beginning of this NXT women's storyline, I'm always open to us changing back if, Dave, if me and David don't like it mm-hmm. once we're doing it. But for next week, we are going to be following the three-month arc, uh, the, fir- the first three months, of Charlotte Flair as NXT Women's Champion. That's exciting. So, David, hit our plugs, please. All righty. My friends, my wonderful friends, uh, we here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast would like to formally apologize for making you suffer through this indignity with us um, and would like to thank you all the more for being here with us for another episode. Uh, if this is, uh, a returner listener who is uh, who is listening to us right now. Thank you so much for once again allowing us back into your eardrums. We hope it was a pleasant enough back. experience. Yeah, we <laughs> promise it's not going to be like this anymore, at least not for a while. Um, <laughs> if you are a first time listener, well, welcome. Again, please come back. Again, please come back. Uh, we promise. It's, we promise it's it's rarely like this again. Um. Um, uh, if you would, if you would, uh, through the grace of God, like to continue to join us, uh, from here on out, I will tell you exactly how to do so. One, you can find us on YouTube, the noobs and knockouts podcast, hit subscribe, ring that bell, all that good stuff. So you get notified of when we drop new episodes and leave those comments and likes and add us to your playlist. We also on our YouTube channel have all of our playlists organized into um, the different arcs that we follow. So if you want to follow a specific arc or you want to keep particularly organized and you're listening, uh, uh, you can you can check us out through that. Um, you can also find us on three of the best places to find podcasts, and that would be Spotify, Apple, and Google. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. Um, follow us, rate us, whatever it is that you do on those platforms to, to uh, make sure you're keeping up with us and telling the algorithm that, yes, more of this, please. Um, Helps us out, helps you out because it gets you a good show. I I see this as an absolute win. Uh, you can also find hey. us on our social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. That's Noobs, the letter N Knox Pod on Twitter. Uh, we tweet out a bunch of stuff. Uh, we we join the broader wrestling fandom at large to discuss things, to make memes, what have you, and the uh, delightful Austin live tweets pro wrestling uh as he sees fit my friend what is on the schedule coming up yes so cut on the day this episode will drop will be wwe hell in a cell Ooh, big one or or it's tvpg so it's heck in a sec (laughs) what do we have on the docket there uh we have uh alexa bliss versus Shayna baszler kill me because (laughs) Ugh, that's I, while we're talking about dignified women's wrestling, let's talk about Alexa Bliss and her creepy doll. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing about that. It's not fun. Oh, no. 
Shayna Baszler is a former MMA MMA stud and a former NXT Women's Champion. Nice, nice. And she's scared of the doll. Um, that's so silly. Spooky magic powers, David. What do you want? What do you want me to say? That's silly. Anyway, uh, then for a, in a hell in a cell match or a heck in a sec, if you prefer, for the Universal Championship, we're gonna have. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, acknowledge him. <clears throat> acknowledge him as the head of the table. <laughs> Versus Rey Mysterio. <gasps> Gonna be a good one. I'm <laughs> sure Roman Reigns will continue to gaslight his cousins. It's <laughs> he is legitimately might be the best heel on wrestling TV right now. Uh, he he's he's having he's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, the SmackDown at Women's Championship, Bianca Belair. She is the EST of WWE. She's really great. She's she's like just a super athlete stud who can kick a lot of ass. Versus Bailey, the Karenist of Karens. I love her. She's part of our storyline next week. Uh, then for the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley. She's like a heavy metal badass against Charlotte Flair. Uh, Amazing how this oh, ties yeah. It feels weird we're, that we're covering a storyline recent enough for that kind of stuff to map for this to, you know, tie itself in later. Yeah. And then in a hell in a cell match for the WWE championship, last chance match. If the if the challenger loses, he's done. He can't challenge no more. Uh Bobby Lashley, the almighty WWE champion, versus mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Who is nice. really Scottish, but he also he kicks a lot of ass. So that's I'm gonna be Scottish. A big, that's gonna be a big old hoss fight. It's gonna be fun, I'm sure. Beautiful. That is the match so far. There we still have as of this recording, this up the year week's Friday night SmackDown hasn't aired. They could always add more from the card. Mm-hmm. And then of course, every week and every week, we are we are watching AEW Dynamite. Uh, as of this, we're currently we're in this period where the NBA playoffs are, pre- are are preempting them to Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's great, hmm. but this week, uh, from from the day this airs, they're actually airing on Saturday, June 26th at 8 p.m. All we know right now is that we're going to have an AEW Championship match between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. It's going to be awesome. Nice, 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 nice. All right. So be sure to check all of that out. Uh, Austin is very diligent about his live tweeting. Uh, He puts out some really good analysis, some really funny memes. Uh, It's all quality content. Please, by all means, feel free to check it out. Uh, You can also email us at our Gmail, uh, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word, and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Email us suggestions, email us uh, uh, requests, um, um, positive feedback, negative feedback, whatever you want. If you just want to say hi, tell us how how beautiful and wonderful our voices are and how you use them to fall asleep every single night. We love to hear that. Whatever whatever you want to do, uh, just say hi. We love saying hi to people. We love getting to, getting to say hi back. Um, just anything to hear from people, we are more than happy to. So shoot us an email at your liking and finally you can subscribe to us on patreon one dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode 
And one last time for them mm. before it closes out. Invasion, uh, episode 26, Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia. Very fun episode. A lot of, we've, we've gotten a lot, a lot of people, we got a lot of views on that episode. So I know y'all are, y'all know what I'm talking about here. Yes. They're, they're in the, having a Kickstarter campaign to get a real physical release. And it is going till June 24th, t- near the end of the, we're coming up to the home stretch here. So please, Back that campaign if you can. Yes, uh, it is a really good book, and I would love to see it in physical co- in physical print. Same, please, by all means. Yeah, just look them up on Kickstarter. Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia, Suspicious Behavior Productions. It's great stuff. All right, and uh, see you guys next time. Hasta luego.